0: we are recording on october 31 this is the day after the big apple event and every other person on my list of guests to have on the show soon is either traveling home from the apple event or is going to be out trick-or-treating with their young children uh and that leaves john moltz <laughs> it's, it's
1: it's nice to be on the list is all.
0: No, I thought it would be fun that you know you weren't on for a long time, and now you're on back to back and we can judge how we did we We had a preview we had a preview show. I don't remember what I said though I don't either. well, let me tell you something um, um, I'm, I'm, I'm actually just back from new york uh I still stink like uh like new york <laughs> uh, I haven't wow, even that's, watched that's a,
1: that's a heavy stink too
0: yeah, I haven't watched it uh what did you <laughs> They're, they played that I love New York song in the thing yesterday. And the one, I'd never heard that song before. And I, one of the lines is, I love the way New York stinks. <laughs> I love the stink of it or something. No, I love New York. I, I, but I, I, I literally am fresh off the train. Um, But somebody on, the, on Twitter asked me how my hat tasted. And I'm confused because I thought when I said on the last show uh, that I would eat my hat, I thought I said I would eat my hat if Adobe didn't get to demo Photoshop for iPad, which they did yeah so i, think I don't that's believe, what you said yeah so i, I don't believe, believe
1: there's any yeah i mean and i don't think there's any way we would have thought that they were not going to do that
0: yeah so i don't think there are any hats i'm supposed to eat but if, if i don't
1: think this is I don't, and i don't think that's revisionist history
0: no so if 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 i'm wrong and i need to eat a hat i I, <laughs> I was so confident make sure
1: it's a very make sure it's a tiny hat
0: i was so confident in uh in adobe uh being on stage for that to do to do Photoshop for iPad that I didn't even take a hat. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a you quick show. Buy,
1: buy, you know to buy one of those fancy New York hats.
0: Yeah, exactly. Speaking of uh, getting a small one in case you have to eat it, I got to see. Uh, I got to see the new Palm phone. You, oh really? Yeah. You, did we talk about this last week? The, it's like a little. No, I, uh, it's no.
1: Like, I mean a lot of people have joked that I would get that phone. Yeah, but, it is um, a
0: it is a little credit card phone i think dan fromer and i talked about it then at some point but yeah there is a new phone that some company who has purchased the rights to the name palm is calling palm phone but it's just an android phone uh i can't say who had it i believe i believe they're under an nda uh but you know and you go to these press things you get to see stuff like that you know somebody else was carrying it around mm-hmm. and i saw it and it is adorable but it is it is definitely not uh, something that you could use as your main phone. I mean, yeah. is the just like wh- whatever the, kind of the
1: idea, right though? I mean, the, the point is that you yeah. can d- to try and disconnect and turn off those things that are distractions for the, yeah, but the battery life The battery
0: life is so bad though, that even if you're not using it, like, like if the, I, you know, if you're, if somebody is thinking, well, I could get it cause I want to cut down on using my phone. Like, I don't even think that if it was your one and only phone that you could just keep it in your pocket all day and And have it you know not even that's
1: a, that's a feature so you don't get distracted yeah.
0: so not, right, not only is the screen too small to really you're use You're
1: not it. supposed to be on the phone. Turn the phone off
0: right it dies at eleven a m
1: <laughs> you should just carry around a potato,
0: yeah it does seem like it is it's not like a piece of junk, it does seem like uh like a nicely nice little iphone uh it really does look like an iPhone had a baby or something it's it's sort of iphoneish <laughs>
1: that's what I want to happen uh, but
0: yeah <laughs> it it doesn't have volume buttons wow and like the only button is the power button and so i said well how do you turn the volume how do you change the volume and, he said, and i don't know yet <laughs> so anyway there should be some good reviews of that coming out soon <laughs> uh, uh, did you I, I i guess i should have asked before you started the show did you watch the event yesterday Oh, yeah, <laughs> that would have been would have been a little awkward if I had not. Yes,
1: I watched the event. <laughs> what did you think as as a home viewer? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, yeah, I mean, as far as the event goes, the event was fine. I think the announcements were nice. I mean, we got to see yeah. the things that we were hoping to see, yeah. and um, and they
0: turned out pretty well, if
1: rather pricey. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh... And I, I it, there was a, it was a very rapidly paced event. I was talking to some friends at The Verge, and you know those guys, they, they have you know they're shooting video and they they want to get you know they're so busy after these events. I, I don't know how they do it because you know they're in the hands on area. They're getting footage that they can edit together and then have like a narr- you know narrate a a you know here's what Apple announced today and get all this together and get it out you know by like early afternoon. But they like to. Um, and smart, too, because they're on this tight deadline. So what they like to do is every time there's, like, at the end of each section, when there's the, the uh, like, summary page, like, um, you know, iPad, new iPad Pro, and it comes with – you can get 64 or 256, 512, or one terabyte, and, you know, there's the slide. They like to take photos of those slides and have, you know, every one of them so that they, you know, as they're writing, they, they already have mm-hmm. – you know, here's the four storage options. Here's the starting price, blah, blah, blah. They so don't have to sit to there. It. Yeah, and they don't have to like yeah. – And some of those slides were up so long that they, while they were trying to get them, they're like, oh, here it comes. And, and it was like up and then gone. <laughs> it's like, what? What happened? <laughs> it was a very quick-moving event. On purpose, perhaps? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 I almost think like Before maybe – <laughs> You I could think, do the math. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe because I do feel like the one of the undercurrents of this that we we have to get to is that the, the prices have gone up. Mm-hmm. If if up means I want to get the latest, you know, I want to get the new right. iPad Pro. Uh,
1: yeah, you can still get a. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can still get an iPad for for, for fairly cheap, actually, but yeah. uh,
0: not a new one. <laughs> yeah, the. Um, so I I was sitting near the front. Uh, I had uh, put in a. I don't. I don't think this is funny, actually. But at the last event, I couldn't. I, I couldn't read the small print on the slides from the back of the, the theater, <laughs> uh, and I. I mentioned this, and then they were like, "Well, we, you know, we'll get you a seat closer to the front." And and I was like, "Thank you." Uh, like I, I wouldn't say that I. I need like. You're, you're sitting on Al Gore's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty close, like so. I said, like I don't need to be like up front. Up front, I you know just middle of the theater would be fine. You know, like I you know I'm not blind, but like from the back, I definitely can't read the small print. And the small print is often what I'm interested in. They're like, don't worry, John, we'll take care of you. And I'm I'm in the third <laughs> row. <laughs> I was literally right behind. In the second row, right in front of me was the guy with the the camera for the live stream shooting people on stage. Uh, okay. I mean, there's also, I think there was so also was
1: sitting in front of him, Johnny Ive. So that was Johnny Ive's head that everybody
0: could see. I believe so. Yeah. Uh, Cause, uh, if, it
1: was, um, I, it was slightly
0: distracting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. If it was a bald head, it was definitely That's Johnny. Um,
1: it, it might've been, I can't remember exactly. I was watching it on my iPad, so it wasn't like huge, but it kept, yeah. it was, it was popping up frequently.
0: Uh, I will try to post, uh, see if any of my photos turned out usable. Um, I have some photos that sort of show the perspective of the camera guy looking at his display and the camera and Johnny Ive in front of him and whoever uh-huh. was currently speaking on the thing. It was a pretty good seat. So, um, so
1: another seating-related question then. It, you were probably close to other Apple people was the was it retail do you know if it yes, was retail people I who know, were packed in there
0: yes i know for a fact yeah. that it was and they got excellent seats uh they okay. were all up in a, very close to the front including two young women who were right uh friend of the show actually uh matthew Panzerino sat next to me he he hitchhiked on my uh <laughs> on your my, bad eyesight yeah yeah they were like <laughs> What do you need a friend? And I was like, yeah, I gotta have somebody to <laughs> gossip with during the event. But anyway, right behind us in the fourth row were a couple of young women, uh, clearly from retail, uh, and they were super enthusiastic, and I just loved it. I I loved their commentary, uh, and it was just it, it was so genuine. And I I feel like in the events in California, when the Apple people who are there applaud, it, there's a sort of I wouldn't say it's gross, but there's a phoniness to it, and it's mm-hmm. it, 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 it's right. Hmm. They, the, more,
1: they more know when they're supposed to applaud and the yeah. things that they're supposed to applaud.
0: Yeah. Whereas the, the retail people who who filled up and they had, you know, they had 2000 some seats and they don't invite anywhere. Nearly 2000 press. And, it, you know, whoever makes the the, the special guest list, uh, you know, it doesn't add up close to 2000. So they had hundreds. And I don't know how many, you know, retail people they had there, but easily hundreds. Super enthusiastic throughout the whole thing. Clearly, aren't like the sort of even though they work in an Apple retail store, and obviously are like good enough at it that they got chosen. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I don't. You know, I I presume it was some kind of reward for being a good employee. Um, but they didn't know anything about what was coming up. So, like for example, when when they announced the iPad Pro, and they said uh, for reason X, Y, and Z. The we're switching to USB-C, and they were like, "No, whoa!" And and then uh when they showed how because it's a USB-C port, you can now charge your iPhone from your iPad. They were <laughs> these two young women. They were like, "I'm losing my mind." <laughs> it was so uh, during the. I don't know if you could hear it on the live stream, but during the NBA game demo, uh when Steph hit the three, Steph Curry hit the three pointer. <laughs> Shield <yelled>, go Steph. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so much fun. So after the thing was over, uh, Panzerino and I turned around and introduced ourselves, and we're and they were just like, uh, "What do you guys do? You guys write write blogs." And and they'd heard of TechCrunch, and and they were like, "Oh, that's awesome." And we're like, "Well, what do you guys do?" And they work in retail, actually. In uh, they weren't even from New York; they were from Suburban Square, which is a suburb of Philadelphia. I was like, "I'm from Philly. Oh. I know the Suburban Square store." Before we had ones in Philadelphia. That's one of the ones I used to have to go to. <laughs> it's a, I said, it's a very nice <laughs> store. Um, but that's cool that they brought, they brought people from more or less the whole Eastern seaboard. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's somehow it seemed like it was retail people. I can't yeah. exactly remember. There was some, well, when, was, An- when well, Angela yeah, came yeah, out, she, oh yeah. yeah, she got crazy,
0: yeah.
1: A crazy amount of applause, um, for lots of things. Yeah. Um, so that, I think that was, yeah, definitely yeah. what tipped me off
0: there. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was cool. And I think it was a great idea, uh, because, uh, again, the enthusiasm was genuine. I think that these are people who, you know, they're not the least bit jaded by these things. You know, none of them, I'm almost certain, had ever been to one of these before. I'm sure all of them had, you know, it was the sort of thing that if you're an enthusiastic Apple Store employee, you'd like to. And it, I think it was a fun show. And it was a yeah. little cold in New York yesterday, but you know, <laughs> still a nice day. And and for, if if all the retail people are from more or less the Northeast, you know, they're used to it. All the California people from Apple were dying there's this one There's this somebody I know in Apple BR, she was wearing this. It, was, it wasn't was that cold. It was like 46 degrees Fahrenheit. You know, it's a chilly day, a little bit of wind. She, she was wearing a parka. She had the hood. Oh, she looked like Kenny on, on uh, the, what's that cartoon called? Uh, South Park, you know. South she had Park, the parka yeah. up over her head and cinched. <laughs> so she's just looking at the thing and she's shivering. And I'm just like, why Why don't you go inside? Like, do you, And she's like, I need to greet people. <laughs> like, oh my God. i was like it's torture watching you uh i thought it was cool it, it was a very it's a beautiful you know everybody you know no surprise the brooklyn academy music is a beautiful theater they had the hands-on area around the corner you didn't even have to cross the street in this uh i forget the name of it one hudson place it, it's like a former bank like a turn of the last century bank uh you know, like the way that they just don't build banks like that anymore. Right. Like, oh, like yeah. a cathedral, a cathedral to mm-hmm. money, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, carved ceiling and stained glass. Yeah. And, uh, it's funny
1: that none of them. Yeah. I mean, none of those are, I mean, well, no, I mean, I shouldn't say none of them, but m- most of them are not banks anymore. No,
0: they're either, they're, they're all like steakhouses
1: or nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah steakhouses, right.
0: nightclubs. Yeah. And this one Hudson place is just sort of like a, a rental event space. Um, but that was right around the corner, and it was a beautiful space. And then there's the Brooklyn—I don't know if it's got a name—but it's the the Apple Store. They showed it on one of Angela Arndt's slides. It's uh, it's on like a little wedge-shaped block, so it's sort of like like the Flatiron Building in New York, where it's you know it's a triangle-shaped mm-hmm. building by necessity, mm-hmm. and it's just gorgeous architecture. It is apparently the building. Apple didn't build the building; they inherited it, but they you know <laughs> did a little work. <laughs> <laughs> and it is just gorgeous in terms of taking advantage like making that triangle shape seem like the most natural thing in the world. very cool all right well, we'll get into the details on, uh, but I want to keep moving so let's i'm going to take a break here and thank our first sponsor and this is kind of amazing. This is a new sponsor uh i am I'm really impressed by this i can't I can't wait to tell you about it uh, yeah i don't know about you i've 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 never done this, but maybe some of you have thought about it training for an Ironman triathlon. Uh now if you don't know what an Ironman triathlon is, it is a 2.4 mile open water swim and then you ride 112 miles on a bike and after that you run a full 26.2 mile marathon. It is a full day of effort. Um and to get to a fitness level that allows you to even compete in one, you need to train. I think that's pretty obviously, uh, and most experts think you need to train for a minimum of 24 weeks. And that is what Ian Blackburn did. And he did it using Apple watch. Now, just to be clear, Ian is not a lifetime athlete. He has a family, he has a job, and he was not out to break records or compete in a world championship. He just wanted to do an Ironman triathlon, uh, Wanted to be fit, wanted to lose a little weight, and it's just a, a challenge he's always had for himself. So he complete, he competed one, completed one on September 9th this year. He got a time of 15 hours, 33 minutes, which I think is actually pretty good. Uh, I think if you finish, that's pretty good because I'll tell yeah. you what, I would drown in the first. One, I, <laughs> I, would, I would be at the bottom of it.
1: A... I would drown on land, just like in my own,
0: <laughs> the fluid in my lungs. But you can read all about it on his blog. And the blog has a great title you're going to remember this it's the apple watch the apple now if you're thinking about doing this or maybe you've already done triathlon but you want to train better uh, you can do this there's all sorts of dedicated sports watches that are just for triathlons and there's uh, other fitness devices and maybe you have an apple watch too and you're sick of it and you'd rather just do it all on your apple watch well ian has gathered all of his knowledge from the last year of his training and actually running in one of these competing in one of these and he's put it in form in a digital book for anybody who was interested in this to train from he covers all three of the sports swimming uh, including t- doing the training in indoor pools or open water cycling on the road and uh, training at home using uh, uh, you know, like a treadmill or something like that with the running or any, any way that you could train for a triathlon, whether you're actually running outside, whether you're using a treadmill, uh, whether maybe you're even doing the cycling as part of your commute, something like that. He's got tips for ways to integrate this into your triathlon training across the board using the Apple watch. And he examines the uh, built-in workout app and he recommends third-party apps where the Apple one may fall short or just may not be perfectly optimized for the needs of a a in-training triathlete. Um, uh, how to understand the data, how to look at the heart rate, uh, variability, all that stuff. He's got all this, all this great stuff. He also includes with the book, four free training plans from eight to 24 weeks, uh, for sprint slash Olympic slash half Ironman and full Ironman triathlons. And these workouts are provided by his coach, John Rowland, who these are, these are professionally designed training plans and they can usually run up to a hundred bucks each. So this is a great offer. Uh, and if you purchase the book, you also get access to a private Slack group to discuss tips and tricks with other keen Apple Watch triathletes. Uh, developers are welcome too if you want to join and get feedback from the group or get beta testers or something like that if you've got a fitness app for Apple Watch. So go to the Apple Watch, Add the how to train like an Iron Man with Apple Watch book. It's an ebook. Add it to your basket. And enter the code the talk show with a the and again, this is just an amazing deal add that code at checkout and you save 60 percent off the published price by pre-ordering before the book is released on December 3rd so you've got time as we, as we talk right now but uh, you can save 60 percent. So it's, it's going to be a $20 book, which is a great value. Like I said, it comes, you know, with these workouts that cost up to a hundred bucks each normally, but you can get it for eight bucks as a listener of the talk show. That's pretty awesome. Uh, the Apple watch triathlete.com promotion code, the talk show. So anybody interested in, in Ironman triathlons, half triathlons, etc., go check it out. It's a great deal. <sighs> I was I was really worried when this sponsor came out. I'm excited about it because it's different, and I love having different mm-hmm. sponsors, but a lot yeah. of times they want you to try it, <laughs> <Like> the product. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Sleep on the pillow. Mm-hmm. You know, we're going to send you mm-hmm. a pillow. You right. got to sleep on I don't care. I'll sleep yeah. on anything. You know what I mean? I may, you know, I mean, I keep it, but I'll sleep on the pillow. If
1: it's sleeping, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you know. It would be the
1: I'm last... Not I'm not
0: bicycling 26 miles. Mm. This episode would not be taking place if I had tried to swim two point <laughs> four miles. <months. laughs> I mean, I can swim. I, 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 I could, you know, yeah. I yeah. swim a length of a like a hotel pool though, and that's you know, ooh, John's mm-hmm. done for the day. <laughs> <laughs> Filled your ring there. Uh, um, all right, so the event. Let's just keep it going. So, okay. what was the what was the first thing? I started with the Mac. All right. First was Tim right. cook. Right. I thought Tim cook was really great. I thought it might've been his, I, I don't know why. I it just f- seemed to me in the audience that he seemed relaxed and happy and enthusiastic.
1: Yeah. I didn't really notice that. And uh, other people had said that to me t- though. Um, and thinking back, it does seem like that. Yeah. Uh, it,
0: it, you know, I, I think he's gotten, he, he continues to get better and better at being mm-hmm. the, the host of these shows. Uh, it's, uh, you know, among uh, all the different ways that replacing Steve Jobs is difficult, you know, replacing him as the guy who comes out at these Apple events yeah. is got to be, it's certainly not the most frequent, right? Because it's, you know, what, three, four times a year, maybe, uh, you know, whereas there's other aspects of, of his job as CEO that are every single day, you know, they don't, yeah. from when he wakes up until he goes, goes to sleep. But this is the one that's obviously the highest profile. Uh and I, I really think he continues to come into his own. And I think, I, I, I guess another way to put it is it really seemed to me like he enjoyed it yesterday. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I, th- I think he clearly ad libbed the, I, maybe I'll move to New York. <laughs> like he would think so. <laughs> I doubt they wrote that for him. <laughs> I know, and I really, because I really do feel, and I mean it, I think even from his perspective on stage, I feel like this sort of more genuine energy level of the retail folks in the audience really came across, yeah. um, and it was funny, too. Yeah,
1: it would be great if they could do that all the time instead of what they do yeah. in California.
0: And no offense. No offense to anybody who's listening as, who's no. an Apple employee in California and who was, you know, like maybe you work on Apple Watch and you were in the, the theater for the last month's yeah. announcement of the Series 4. I'm not, I'm not saying you were well, it, a bad guy. I mean, maybe the, the
1: more reserved attitude in California is also just because they know more about what's being announced. Yeah. Uh, and the, the retail people have absolutely no idea.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. It's it was really cool. Uh I also thought that his uh his his enthusiasm for the Mac Mini and especially the MacBook Air was was sincere, you know? And I think I think it's a weird especially the MacBook Air. Um although it's good that the Mac Mini is alive and well and totally refreshed. That's great. Uh it's it's clearly though You know, the MacBook Air, and I thought it was great that he made it clear that this is, he called it, this is our most beloved Mac. This is the Mac that most people use and they have the most affection for. Uh, It's, you know, I don't know what percentage of their overall Mac sales are MacBook Airs, but I think it's just off the charts. Yeah, it has to be. And, you know, well, then why did it go so long between updates? Right. (laughs) And, I, you know, we can get to that. I think they don't really have an answer. They certainly don't have a public answer. And even talking to f- folks off the record privately after the event, they don't really have, they're not going to come out and say it in so many words. But I, I kind of reading between the lines, I think I kind of get it. Like, it's not about not having a- affection for the product or not caring about it or having a disregard for the people who want to buy it. It's its more complicated than that. Um, hmm. uh, but I think it's a really cool update.
1: Uh Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's such a cool update, and, and maybe it's a little. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a higher price than I'd like, but yeah. It it but it really makes you wonder why the MacBook is still in the lineup. Almost. Yeah, well, and I know what their line is. Their line is some people want the lightest yeah
0: laptop possible, but the difference isn't that great, right? Well, it's three quarters of a pound, which adds up. It it, it I didn't get to see one <laughs> when you carry eight of them. I guess. <laughs> 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 they
1: didn't you know,
0: are <laughs> doing a triathlon they didn't have any side by side they only you know the only products they had in the hands-on area are were the new ones although they did have some some macbook pros for some of the stations um but they didn't have any right you know 12 inch macbooks for comparison i think because you know oh this is so small and light well here's one that's smaller and lighter you know that they're not yeah. going to show that but I, I i do and i know that there's a i think our audience in our twitter universe you know uh the people who follow me and i you know i see this this is a very very common question for me on twitter in the last 24 hours is well, who the hell's buying this 12 inch macbook now it's more mm-hmm. costs more and slower and the air is fine in terms of size and weight and it has a retina screen and i i just do think that there is an audience i really do think that i, I would have i was told you know we're not going to tell you the numbers but there is a it is definitely worth it for us to keep this in the lineup because there's a market of people who will pay a premium in terms of performance and price right because it's you're you're paying more and getting less of a computer in terms of you know how fast the CPU is etc um, just to have smaller and lighter uh, it's I wouldn't I don't think especially I, I really no. you know its it, it doesn't seem I mean conv- yeah
1: like, I mean, like I mean I don't know, I mean maybe there are people who are concerned about that, but that that's
0: small difference in weight, but yeah
1: uh, it's <laughs> that, not me well, and the
0: other the, the other question that goes with that particular device is uh, why wasn't it updated, and you know again, Apple does doesn't talk about products that haven't been updated or they don't explain <laughs> why a product wasn't updated it remains a, remains a product around right life. it's 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 a different product cycle. <laughs> is more or less what you can get. It's on a different product cycle. But it does use entirely different Intel chips. It uses these Intel M3 chips. And this is not the podcast to go to for any kind of technical analysis of Intel's product line. I just don't care anymore. I used to know it. I used to know a lot about it. The ATP. Listen to ATP because those guys know it and they'll tell you all about it. But. But basically, you know, I think that the the twelve inch MacBook uses something called the M three, and the M is for mobile, and it's you know, it's what allows the the MacBook not to have a fan, and you know, because right. it's sort of more like Intel's attempt at something like the A twelve or A eleven, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly, the these chips that are in the new MacBook Air, which the Intel is calling a Core i five, it's you know, and it's the eighth generation. Uh, Whatever, so I've seen some people who seem to know a lot more about this. Than me say, well, it's sort of a dodge. It's like a marketing thing because it would there there'd be more they'd be more aptly called the M5 that they're more like mobile. I, who knows, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I well, some people know, but I don't care. <laughs> it's faster. The Air is faster than the MacBook, but it's not as fast as a MacBook Pro. It's exactly yeah. what you would think yeah. based on the product marketing. Uh,
1: and 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 the price and you know complain about the price, but the price is priced accordingly compared to those devices i would say
0: yeah and it
1: hits that it hits that spot because you um you're forced into it forces you perfectly into awkward choices
0: (laughs) it would have been nice it would it would have been nice if they could have said and you know the entry level model with eight gigs of ram and 128 uh gigs of storage is 999 and the old macbook air is gone that would have been nice, um but it's not it's eleven $1, ninety nine you know and it's two hundred yeah. more bucks, but I think the good news is that now that we've seen the future of the MacBook Air and a totally you know every single bit of it, from the footprint to the silhouette to the keyboard to the display, uh, this is obviously the future of the MacBook Air, and now we can see the clear path to where this will be nine ninety nine yeah a year from now, you know, I don't know, probably you know Pro-
1: uh, I mean they they have I think there have been times before when the lowest priced laptop was 1100 bucks.
0: Yeah. Well, it'll at least be cheaper than it is now. It will get yeah. cheaper. Yeah. You know, so that's the you know, it's not good news if you need one right now and you're really kind of hoping to either get one for 999 or to get more for $1200, you know, if you were hoping to get like a 256 gigs of storage or something like that. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um I think for a lot of people, I think one of the big differences, I really do think that most of the people who are even thinking about a MacBook Air really aren't looking at CPU performance on the Mac as a thing that affects their work. Like I really think that anybody who's really pressing the CPU is probably always in the market for a MacBook Pro or has some other workflow you know, like they showed yesterday, they had this in the hands-on station, they had like, they showed how you can configure Xcode where you can be like coding in a coffee shop on a MacBook Air and you save and you tell Xcode to to build. And instead of building there on your, your MacBook Air, it if you have Xcode set up at home on a Mac mini, it doesn't even need a display. It can be completely headless. You can have a Mac mini or any other Mac that you're at home do all the all the computationally Mm. expensive stuff and you know if you have like a couple of iphones and ipads hooked up to it you know as testing devices it can run like a whole series of tests on those devices with builds for each one and do all of this you know remotely and it's you know meanwhile the cpu on your macbook air in a coffee shop is exercising itself blinking the cursor in xcode (laughs) right (laughs) you know, so, so there's ways around it. If, if your work is performance, you know, and, and other, you know, they had like a, another setup for video people who, you know, might stack five Mac minis on top of each other. And then when they're, you know, finished editing a video, they can send it to, to those Mac minis and each, you know, to, cause you need to like the big thing video people have to deal with is they need like, once they're done editing, they need like eight different versions of d- in different formats and sizes. Mm-hmm. You can just send that to like five Mac minis and they, all work on it in parallel and spit it out. You know. Uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing in the lineup, the other thing in the Mac lineup that sticks out is the the 13 inch MacBook Pro without Touch Bar. Mm-hmm. Both price wise and feature wise, you know, aka the MacBook Escape because it has an Escape key. And the thing that really sticks out about it to me is. All the other, all the MacBook Pros with a Touch Bar got updated a couple months ago in July, except the one without the Touch Bar didn't get updated this week. And it's it, what does it cost? Like twelve ninety nine, I think. I think it starts at twelve ninety nine. Thank you. I think you're right. I'm almost certain it starts at twelve ninety nine. Which is $100 more than the MacBook Air. It is faster. There, it, it's with, even without an update, it, I was told unequivocally, it is a faster computer. It, there's, almost, there's no benchmark you could get that's going to make the MacBook Air with the same amount of RAM perform better than that MacBook Escape. Um, it is faster. But it, the thing that really sticks out to me is that it doesn't have the Touch ID. Because the keyboard on the new MacBook mm-hmm. Air seems to be the keyboard that an awful pe- lot of people have been begging Apple to make, which is <laughs> I don't want the touch bar. I don't want to pay for the touch bar. I don't think I'll use the touch bar, <laughs> but I want that fingerprint sensor. So can I have right. the old function keys and a nice escape key in the corner, but give me that fingerprint sc- sensor. And that's that's what this device has. But that yeah. 13-inch MacBook Pro that doesn't have it and yet it costs more, that kind of sticks out. Yeah. So I don't know if that machine is here for the long run. I think one one side if of I looking at it is not, that that machine but... is is going to go away. Yeah, and, and the other side was that maybe Apple likes to keep it around just so they can say that the MacBook Pro lineup starts at twelve ninety nine. That doesn't seem like yeah. something Apple would 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 you know?
1: Well, the question. I mean, I guess part of the question though is is what is what is the future of the Touch Bar?
0: Yeah, because
1: that. <laughs> will change a lot of this equation. Yeah.
0: And again, Apple, you can ask like, well, why doesn't, you know, why, why don't you have the option of a touch bar in a MacBook air, you know, uh, to, and, you know, and, and, they don't, they're, they're not going to come, nobody's going to come out and say, look, it had to be cheaper, <laughs> you know, but effectively <laughs> that's the answer. You know, like you listen to what they say and it's like, okay, yeah, whatever the touch bar costs, it's, you know, it would have kept it from cost this. That's one of the reasons this device is 1199.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Do you do you mean do you get the sense that they, they have like some sort of vision for the touch bar or or that, that it was just an idea that they had at the time and tried it and <laughs>
0: it doesn't seem like it's gonna work out. I think it's a great idea in general. I, I think that a bunch of fiddly little keys, F1, F2, F3, F4, is yeah. a really 1978 computer idea. Yeah. And so Apple obviously thought that too, because, you know, for a very long time now, they've all defaulted not to being F keys, unless you hold down the function, you know, the little Fn key, and they default right. to features like brightness and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, keyboard brightness and volume. I think that replacing them is, you know, those keys with a touchscreen type thing is a good idea in principle i just don't know that the the touch bar as we know it is the right answer friend of yeah. the show and our mutual friend craig hockenberry has had a great idea that he proposed on a slack that you and i are on a couple weeks ago where he his idea was it should be more like the control strip from the right. mac os9 mac os8 yeah. era yeah uh,
1: there's a there's a hack that can do that um, um, I forget the name of it but um I and I downloaded it and tried it out and it was it was very fiddly and sort of like beyond my hmm. patience to try yeah. to configure but it shipped with a bunch of defaults and I tried a couple of the defaults and they were they weren't nice and I think they were probably better um some of it <laughs> Some of it concerned me because for some reason the weather widget that they had for it was like using a Russian weather site, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> "Not sure what's going on in the background here." So yeah. I ended up uninstalling it. But I, I think that's completely right. I think a con- control strip would be much more useful for a broader group of people. Yeah, and and the the, the weird thing about the whole thing is that it, it seems like it's really more appropriate for just sort of general users rather than pro users yeah because the pro users are up in arms because they want to have physical keys because they they're the ones who actually rely on those function
0: keys (laughs) yeah so i don't know i'm optimistic because i feel like apple is not a company to they they i I feel like they're one of their strengths is that they recognize their mistakes you know and it may take Mm -hmm. them a long time and they may be completely silent until you know they don't they don't acknowledge them until they have you know here here's the answer you know, yeah. they, yeah. they they very rarely do what they did with the Mac Pro, you know, last year and say, OK, yeah. we kind of we kind of we kind of missed this whole move to GPUs and back right. painted ourselves in a thermal corner, et cetera, et cetera. We go, so we're back to the drawing board. We're going to make an all new Mac Pro. It's going to be awesome. And you have to wait like another two years. <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah. do that very often. Uh, so, but I'm the, optimistic the thing, that it's just software, right? The touch bar is just software, so right. they could they could right. they could do something different or, or improve what they have in a radical way. And because it's just software, it, everybody would get it. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it, it, when I got it, it felt to me like watch watch zero watch with you know yeah. OS, watch OS one, and I thought, well, the, you know, I, it's it showed promise, and yeah. it just but it needs to be. <laughs> It needs to be taken to the next level. And they eventually did that with the watch. And I get the sense now looking back on the watch that they probably had an idea that it really was going to be like a health, you know, much more health centric, but they didn't have all that stuff ready up front and they wanted to ship it when they had it. And so they worked that in, but, but I kind of get the sense that they did know that at the beginning. Um, And I, maybe there's the same thing going on here and that other shoe will drop eventually. But yeah. uh, right now I just don't know what it is.
0: Yeah. And there's some, some touch bar things that I, I really don't get. Like and when you're using Safari, it like tries to show you t- things that represent your t- tabs in the front most yeah, window. I changed that. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't understand them. I don't, I look at them yeah. and there's nothing, yeah. you know, you can't
1: see what they, yeah. Know, they're, they're, them in enough detail to for it to make sense. So I changed it to, um, like, uh, I think I've got the forward and back button yeah. and, and like, uh, Oh, yeah, and then they get a thing that shows you all of the open yeah. tabs on the
0: screen. Yeah, I have to admit, like, one thing I do use, I don't have it, I, I don't have, you know, I spent six six or seven weeks using a MacBook Pro with the Touch Bar as my as a review unit in July and August. Um, I did find myself using, the, in a lot of dialog boxes, the buttons show up in the Touch Bar, like, mm-hmm. OK and cancel or whatever. And if you have right. to type, like, a password or something, and there's a big blue, you know, Verify button. I found myself using that a lot, like just because I'm staring at the keyboard to type my password or whatever it is I'm typing, and then there's the button, and I just poke it. Uh, yeah. So there's things yeah, that, I do that. You know, I do that too. So hopefully, hopefully they have smart user experience people thinking very hard about the ways that they could pl- mm-hmm. plus it, you know, to use Walt Disney's term. But I will say this: at the event yesterday, and milling about the hands-on area and talking to various friends in. the you know, in the racket, there were way more people who, who's, who, if the touch bar came up, it was, are they still, are they going to just abandon the touch bar it was way <laughs> more of a, of a talking point than boy, I wish this machine had the touch bar. <laughs> like oh, that, sure. that really didn't yeah. come up. It really didn't. Yeah. And the thing that people, a lot of people I heard, I, it's not just, you know, it's the very obvious thing. A lot of people are like, yeah, this is what I want. I just want the touch ID thing in the corner.
1: Yeah. I spent a lot of time mm you know, with the machine connected to a monitor and the lid closed and typing on right. a clicky keyboard. So, and I can't, can't f- fully get used to the touch board because I don't use it like yeah. half the time. Yeah, It's not available.
0: Yep. The other thing I thought was very striking in the Mac portion of the event, when I mean, we can segue and talk about the Mac mini, but um, it was very, very obvious that there is a uncomfortable Cold War not Cold War, but Apple's relationship with Intel is <laughs> strained. Yeah. The word the name Intel was not once mentioned by anybody on stage. Nobody verbally I think
1: I think you're you, you type you wrote yeah? that someplace. I think you're wrong about yeah? that. I think um the woman, I can't remember. I can't, I can't remember any other names. Yeah. Well, they <laughs> there's do- a whole group of new people and I didn't a, know who
0: anybody was. I have a minor <laughs> complaint about that. I wish that uh, they would put, uh, the name of the employees on a screen. And even if it's Angela yes. Arntz and we know who it is, you know, right, right, who, who cares, right. you know, because yeah. that's one small thing that Tim Cook is doing now that I don't like anymore. So if it's somebody new, he will announce their full name. Like here's John Turnus. uh, uh-huh. And like the woman he gave her full name I don't know it either uh, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about uh, yeah. tall blonde woman um, yeah, and she, was I think great. she said
1: I think she said Intel at some point but, yeah um, well if she did I, she
0: said it once I was kind of yeah, listening
1: it might have been once
0: and I'm almost certain that then the word Intel only appeared on one slide and it was a very small print it was sort of like the um, like the diagram of the inside of the MacBook air and, and pointing out like, here's this, here's that, here's the, you know, here's where the chip is. Here's where the graphics thing is. Here's where the speakers are. And there was like, you know, said like Intel fifth, eighth generation, whatever, and pointed Mm -hmm. to a thing. And then the entire Mac mini thing, they didn't use the word Intel in any of the slides. Uh, very telling. And they never talked about the chip. They never said anything about what it can do. Uh, and, and compare and contrast that with the iPad Pro later where, where they were talking about it. Oh, yeah. And part of it is I think that they're very clearly unhappy with Intel and the performance of Intel chips over the last few years. Um, I, part of it is it's very, it's not just rumors. To me, at this point, this event made it very clear to me that Apple is on the cusp of moving the Mac to their own ARM chips. Yeah, uh, I mean, what does cusp mean? Does it mean 2019? I, I don't know. But at least in their hearts, they're, they've checked out of right. their relationship oh, yeah. with Intel. Yeah. It was... Well,
1: and you could see... And it was, some of it was just pretty obvious. And, and when they did mention things like that, they would say... Um, the new Mac Mini is five times faster than the old one, which shipped four years ago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know the the last part left unsaid, right. and then you know they would talk about how much faster the iPad was, and it's right. like it's ten thousand times right. faster than the one that shipped last year
0: right but and I think the other problem they had is that they couldn't really brag about how fast the you know the Mac Mini or the MacBook Air was at doing x like some real world task. Because if it was a task that could be done on the a new iPad Pro, the iPad Pro would embarrass it. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, I, I, I didn't try to sneak into the hands-on area, try to sneak uh, a, a Geekbench into the <laughs> hands-on area. thing. Some people do that. And I don't know how, I, I honestly, I guess because you can download Geekbench, I don't know how they get it on iOS devices. Because I don't know how they get the App Store yeah, to right, authorize right. it. Um, but, you know, people try to do it. I'm, I'm quite sure that, like, Geekbench scores would show the iPad Pro uh, embarrassing the MacBook Air in terms yeah. of performance. And, you know, all right, Geekbench is just an arbitrary um, benchmark um, in real-world performance. So this is an Apple, uh, you, know, yep. uh, you know, they obviously had a bunch of people from Adobe there. One of the hands-on stations yesterday was to show Lightroom. Uh, Austin Mann was actually there the photographer i 've linked to him on Daring fireball a couple of times. He does these great iPhone camera reviews where he, he goes like around the world like he 'll go to Africa yeah. or, or patagonia mm-hmm. uh, you know so everybody knows his reviews there he 's a terrific photographer right. these are amazing uh, shots and he 's also just a great he 's a really friendly person and 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 is his enthusiasm for encouraging everyone to to be more creative as a photographer with their device is just it's contagious anyway he was there and they were using some of his photos that he had shot with a a Hasselbad i don't know what i don't know how much a Hasselblad costs but it costs a lot and it shoots 50 megapixel images and of course they're raw i I don't even know if you if if a Hasselblad doesn't shoot raw so these are raw images from a Hasselblad that are 50 megapixels And they're open on the new iPad Pro in Lightroom, and you can pinch to zoom, and the zoom is every bit as smooth and perfectly tracking your fingers every step of the way, no matter how fast you pinch, as though it's like a simple little photo off your ipad or or you know taken with the I, ipad camera right like and this is a 50 megapixel raw and and you sit there <laughs> and and they demoed it but you know i got to play with it and you can just say like turn it black and white and it's like this whole 50 me- megapixel thing it's almost as though that the adjustments you make in lightroom have been already com- you know computed like and you're just switching between images and then they had a 15 inch macbook Pro next to it, also running Lightroom. And the the demo wasn't to make the the MacBook Pro look slow. The demo was to show the workflow of how your images in Creative Cloud show up both places at once, you know, that you can go into the field with an iPad Pro and connect your camera and start making edits and do all this cool work. And then as soon as you sit down at a Mac, you don't have to do anything. They're already there. You know, that was the demo. But I opened the same image on the MacBook Pro and used the trackpad to pinch to zoom. And it you know, it was fast, and I used to use Lightroom. I love Lightroom. I, I just sort of lazily, at, at my level of photographic enthusiasm, switching to Apple Photos just made things a little easier. Um, the, it, it, it scaled, as you pinch to zoom in Lightroom on the trackpad, it scaled better than I remember Lightroom scaling a couple years ago on my Mac at home with far smaller than 50 megabits. It was very smooth, but it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't like the iPad Pro. Like, right. so there's, and that's not because, you know, that's just the way that the iPad Pro is fast in ways that don't just equate to Geekbench numbers, you know, it's this that's whole right. integrated, you know, uh, everything is under Apple's control, you mm-hmm. know, and it really, it really does stick out. And
1: uh, in, in performance, well, uh, one of the things that's come out since the event is that the terabyte one has a has twice the RAM? Is that oh, right? you're
0: skipping away. You're Eight. skipping
1: ahead. You're Sorry. skipping to iPad oh. Pro. I kind of <laughs> mentioned it.
0: I mentioned it only in the context of, ta- of them not talking about Intel. Let's let's do Mac Mini first. We got to do okay. Mac
1: Mini. Oh yeah, right. We're still in the Mac. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I but <laughs> I I got sidetracked by by talking about how clearly Apple is going to move. There, there's just 100 percent. All yeah. the rumors aside, doesn't matter what you know. Mark Gurman or has had sources to say, which I think he's right. I think he's got it exactly right. Um. But it just you don't need sources you can just listen to what they're enthusiastic about and why mm-hmm. the ipad is as performant as it is and they need to bring that to the mac then and, and they just need to because these 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 systems aren't like it's not like the old days when you can just take a computer and pick the Intel chip out and put a newer Intel chip in and just you know stick it in a socket and now it's a faster computer like these things, even though they are intel based computers, Apple is designing these things as integrated holes the way they do with iOS devices, except they don't have control over these essential aspects of it, and I think it's driving them nuts, yep yeah. um the Mac mini. What, what about the colors for the MacBook Air? I think that's pretty. It, it's 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 like they've they've they
1: got they um they got rid of rose gold like across right. the lineup.
0: Right. Oh. They've they've sort of switched Just... to. There's like one true gold now for Apple's right. aluminum products. You know, like the stainless steel gold is sort of a different look, but um, because I don't think the Apple Watch has golden rose gold anymore either.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like it has a gold that has like a touch of pink, but you wouldn't call it rose gold. I don't know how else yeah. to say it. Um, I think if you like Apple's other recent gold products, you'll like the gold MacBook Air. And if you know if it's right. not your thing, you know get the the space gray one,
1: right? Uh, and yeah, and then like the the classic color, yeah, the classic color, the whatever you want to call yeah. it. I guess yeah.
0: they I guess they call it silver. Somebody yeah. somebody was speculating that because uh, everybody bought space gray stuff as soon as they could, that silver is going to be the new space gray, and people are going to buy the <laughs> that the silver is going to be super popular. I don't know. They both look good.
1: Yeah, I think that I think that space gray is a little bit more forgiving in terms of like dirt and scratches and stuff like that.
0: I think so too, because the MacBook Pro I had for a couple of weeks this summer was, was the space gray and, you know, yeah, I, I had it, that's and, what I got. you know, took it to the beach and I mean, I did not use it on the beach, beach, but <laughs> <laughs> took it to a beach town and,
1: took it in the water. Yeah. <laughs> took it in the
0: ocean. It really doesn't show the salt water. <laughs> it doesn't show the corrosion.
1: Computers, computers love salt water. Yeah. No, it's
0: good for them. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, I'm not surprised, but it's, you know, it, it, it's just another little way that the MacBook Air seemed dated right because it didn't have any color choices. All these other yeah. computers have these fun color choices and here's the yeah. here's their most popular one and you you can have any color you want as long as it's silver
1: right <laughs> Well now you can have any color of uh, Mac mini you want as long as it's space gray
0: yeah, that's cool though it, uh, it looks yeah. it looks really cool. It's a cool little yeah. thing
1: um, we, people were kind of, some people were wondering about the size like if, if the size was going to get uh, any smaller but it's the same, still the same size, right?
0: Basically hold that thought. And let's uh, okay. thank our next sponsor. It's our good okay. friends. This is, this is the opposite. This is not a first time sponsor. It's a repeat sponsor, but it's our good friends at fracture. Um, uh, fracture takes your images. You send them to fracture, you print them out and they don't print them on paper. They print them directly on glass. They take a piece of glass, they take your image and then they print it right on the glass. And it looks fantastic. Um, I've bought a bunch of these. They make fantastic gifts, and I believe that that's why their sponsorship is turning up again, because here we are uh, recording on the 31st. Most of you will be listening to this probably in early November. Uh, Holidays are coming up. And Fracture, because they make these things by hand down in their, uh, they call it the Fractory down in uh, Florida, Uh, they get backed up in December. I, I don't know when, I don't know what point. Year after year, you know, but it, you, you, this is not something you can order on December 20th and get by the 25th. <laughs> uh, and you know, I'm a procrastinator. I'll tell you the truth, I haven't bought any fractures for people for the holidays yet. And, and so
1: that's why I'm on this show. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I will, I guarantee you, I will buy some of these for the holidays and I am going to order them in November. And then it is a relief. I'll tell you what, it, some of you people are sane people and you do a lot of your uh, holiday shopping in November because that's just what the sane people do. Others of you are like <laughs> me and you're a procrastinator. And if you ever do buy something in uh, November for somebody My God, what a great feeling it is! It's like the weight of the world is off your shoulders. Like I don't know, I don't have to worry about what to get the grandparents. I've bought them a bunch of fractures of the kids or the dog or you know whoever you want to get the picture of.
1: That's what I'll do. Is I'll I'll buy one thing in in like November and think, Oh my God, I'm so ahead of the curve, and then you know be buying everything. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) twenty fourth.
0: Get your your fractures early. These are fantastic gifts. They are the good. My number one recommendation every year for a thing that you can get as a gift for friends and family. Everybody loves pictures. It is fantastic to get some of your pictures printed out and off your digital devices. Yeah, 99% of my photos live on my devices and I look at them on uh, screens. Um, get Get the ones that are your favorites, the ones you've put the little heart on in photos. Get those printed out, give them to your loved ones. It's a fantastic gift. They've got a whole bunch of sizes. Uh, every size from small to large, everything come, they come with everything you need to set them up. If it's like a small one, you want to put it on your desk or your mantle. If it's a bigger one that you want to hang, it comes with everything because they're printed directly on glass. They don't need frames. The picture is the the frame. And so it's just a, a total corner to corner image and it looks amazing. And I guarantee you that's the other thing is people come in. And if people don't know Fractured, they'll say, what the hell? How's this picture hanging up without a frame? And then you'll get to tell them about Fractured just like I'm telling you. Uh, they have a green factory, carbon neutral. Uh, you can feel good about that. Go to Fracture Me. Their website is FractureMe.com talk, T-A-L-K. And you'll get a special discount on your first Fracture order. And uh, don't forget to pick the talk show in their one-question survey after checkout, that's FractureMe.com slash talk. Uh, I'll just spoil it. The, the question they ask is, how did you hear about Fracture? No. <laughs> I don't know if you can guess that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they're a great company, fantastic gift. Go go get them now, and, and you'll thank me later. Uh, MacBook, not MacBook, Mac no. Mini Mac is the exact same size, and more or less the story yeah. I was told. And I would not, it, it, It's really great. They were, they were like, look you know, we haven't updated it in a while. We know we're not proud of it. Uh, it is what it is, you know, and there's various reasons for it, but, what they really wanted to do was have a meaningful update. And, you know, they, uh, again, without throwing Intel under the bus, more or less, they, they didn't mention Intel, but they meant <laughs> what they said was if you've watched, been watching Moore's law in recent years, there really isn't a lot of gain to be had with what we used to call speed bump updates. Um, uh, I think it might have, so basically I think it's sort of like, I don't think the Mac mini would have been that much better of a computer if they'd done minor speed bumps in the last few years. I think it just would have made people who want the product to be alive feel better, (laughs) right? You know, because (laughs) because it's proof that, you know, that Apple hasn't forgotten (laughs) that the product is there. Like, I think at this point, the Mac mini had gone so long between updates. I think it was like four years. I think people were afraid that like, let's say you're in the Apple store and Tim Cook comes in and it's like oh my god tim cook is in the apple store and he comes up and he's like hey how are you i'm tim and you're like hey and you get to ask a question i think people were afraid to ask about the mac mini because he'd be like we still sell mac mini what and he'd be like turn around to his shoulder and be like cancel that there's one (laughs) right i think one sitting over there i think people were afraid afraid to even mention it like he'd come in the apple store people would cover up the mac mini like i'm afraid tim's gonna (laughs) find out we're still selling this and and kill it but it ends up they made a truly meaningful update um it is completely new everything is new about it except as you said the form factor and that's based yeah. on their extensive extensive uh conversations with their biggest mac mini customers and that the things they heard is we want higher performance we want more ram we want we want you to go all ssd you know if if that yeah. if we can get performance gains out of that um and we can get like a t2 uh you know, the T2 is interesting because it shows that's the, the little uh, Apple system, you know, arm system on a chip that is used for like the secure enclave and stuff on the MacBook Pros. And then now with the MacBook Air that have the, the fingerprint sensor, um, the Mac mini obviously doesn't have touch ID or face ID because it, you know, there's nowhere to touch and it doesn't have cameras, but it uses the T2 for all these other things that the T2 does. Like the, it's the, uh, it's the storage controller so all this you know to to get even faster ssd throughput it all goes through this instead of going through the cpu all sorts of other things that that the t2 can handle to make everything faster i think that's where the video en- encoding comes from like mm-hmm. they i think they said it was 900 times faster was it nine thousand yeah. times faster? I don't know. I think it's at some least some big number. H H E V C video can, encoding is nine hundred times faster because the, they're not giving it to the Intel CPU to do. <laughs> not because the Intel's so slow, but that it, it, it video encoding through a CPU is so much less efficient than when you dedicate a little part of a hardware chip. That you know, there's a little part of the T2 that the only thing it does is encode a G V C video, and it's like, oh, I can do that nine hundred times faster. Well, now you get yeah. that. Uh, and the other thing they heard from customers, though, is here's the only thing is that we've, you know, we have 10,000 of these things and we look, here's where they are. See how and you see how these we have these slots. <laughs> like <laughs> if you do change the to
1: fit in the same slots, if you, you do. Cha-
0: yeah. If you do change yeah. the size, we we can we can deal with it, but if you could keep the size the same, that would be really awesome because. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they made a point, they made a point of showing those kinds of installations. Yes, absolutely. So they, they called out longtime uh, sponsor of the show, Mac stadium. Uh, or I don't know if they've ever sponsored the podcast, but they've sponsored Daring fireball many times. So I'll mention that in the interest of full disclosure, uh, Brian Stuckey uh, is, his uh, he used to be, he used to run a business called Mac mini colo. Was yeah. Mac oh, Mini yeah, yeah. colocation, and Mac Stadium. Uh, I think was in. I think it was a merger. But anyway, what used to be Mac Mini Colo is now Mac Stadium. And Brian Stuckey has been sponsoring Daring Fireball for at least over ten years, with from the Mac Mini Colo days till now. Uh, maybe more like fifteen years. One of the earliest sponsors. Uh, and I know you know. I don't think I've ever met him actually, but I've known him through email for years. Good guy. Uh, he was actually at the event. I didn't see him unfortunately kind of hard to bump into everybody when there's 2000 people but i know he was he was there which is cool for him um i think i, th- I think he had to keep his mouth shut about going because i think i think if, if he'd been like you know tweeting like hey, i'm going to the apple event i think everybody <laughs> like why is he
1: going to the apple
0: event? yeah um yeah but they showed uh, mac Stadium and and the, it was you know and they mentioned them on stage, which was really cool it 's cool for, you know to me for somebody who i 've known for a long time who sort of ran this business as a little you know um, you know started small and made it big but uh, I was told that there 's a, a, all sorts of big companies that have uh, similar setups i don 't know if they have quite as many mac minis as Mac, mac Stadium, but you know thousands literally there 's a bunch of big companies with thousands of Mac minis doing whatever and it's you know they can't mention them you know uh, they didn't even say who they were off the regular just like it just wasn't worth it you know legally and getting clearance and you know a lot of these companies are so big that it's just you know <laughs> there's a bit of bureaucracy um but they have you know this is more popular than you would think was was right. the 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 gist of it yeah Um uh, Video encoding a lot of, you know, I don't know if they have thousands, but a lot of a lot of companies, you know, movie companies and stuff like I don't know, just just a lot of people with that infrastructure. So keeping the form factor, the same size was a big deal. And you and I talked about this last week about the mini isn't all that many anymore. So why can't they right. just make it smaller? And that's it? Because that, that's what many, many customers don't want that. <laughs> they, <they're, laughs> basically, for however many consumers there are who would want that and wish it was more like an Apple TV size, uh, this is still kind of small, and you can fit it. You know, it certainly isn't going to take up a lot of space in yeah. your home entertainment center if that's where you're putting it, etc. And then there's a lot of other customers who are buying thousands of these things who really don't want this size to change. At
1: I have all. a retro, I have a retro Pi, and I, I'll tell you, like anytime you have to plug anything into that, it's actually it's actually too small. It's kind of a pain in the ass because it the cord, like if you're using a controller or something with it, that mm-hmm. has a usb cord it'll just pull the thing You know, when you're doing any kind of movement it'll pull it right off the table yeah and mm. and i would imagine i mean you're not doing the same thing with one of those intel
0: nooks but yeah
1: it, it so wh- to me it doesn't need to be that much smaller yeah so
0: what's the retro Pi? is that like a raspberry pi type thing
1: yeah it's a raspberry pi thing that uh you configure to run old you know old games oh uh, that's cool atari and other things like that well
0: why don't i have one of those that I'm,
1: that I am, um, you know, one hundred percent licensed to use.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> just, <laughs> just, for the record, it's all on the <laughs> open up. I
1: paid for these at some point, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> uh,
0: what else? What. It... What else about the mag mini? I mean, there's not that much to say about it. it is all new well, it's three hundred bucks more.
1: it starts out three hundred bucks yeah more. and and you so say that
0: well i will I will just say right here I, hats off to uh mark durman who who didn't have a lot of details on it, but did did say all along that it was going to be geared to toward, toward a more professional user base, yeah. and it's undeniable that that's true. you know you listen to what they're saying about this and you know and the price increase reflects that, you know yeah. It and is,
1: you know, it's still the cheapest Mac you can buy, but yeah,
0: it's, and you know, it's, uh, the old Mac mini, especially, I think the one that the, the previous generation, in addition to being old, was also, I think, the least popular one ever because they did things like yeah. solder the RAM onto the motherboard, yeah. and right. And it so was, that's
1: another difference, right? Is that yep. the RAM can be upgraded? Yep. After the, the fact, the
0: AM is the RAM is just you know in a socket. It, it the yeah. the the catch is that it's not user accessible, meaning it's not like Supposedly. a simple thing yeah. where you unscrew right. a little hatch and there's the RAM and you pop it out and put it in. It's officially needs to go to a authorized service provider because it's a complicated to get to so i, I yeah. think anybody who is an enthusiast though could do it with like an ifixit guide or something like that if, right. if you're of that bent uh, yeah uh, you know it, whereas when it's soldered on the motherboard there's nothing <laughs> right it doesn't but not matter. so
1: not so the hard the, the hard drive is not upgradable right
0: I don't think so. No.
1: Yeah, I think the hard drive is soldered in.
0: Yeah, and I think that's part of that whole secure chain from the T two yes. to the storage controller, yes. and right. through to the hard drive. So there's a reason for that. You know, that people may not like the reason, but it's you know, buy buy the storage you want when you configure it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's good news. Um, yeah, but effectively, the last, the old generation Mac Mini was made up of laptop laptop components, and the new mm-hmm. one is made up of desktop components. Uh, from the CPU to the RAM to the storage. And I I think that's great. And it has tons of ports on the back. That's another reason to keep the bigger size because it really is sort of ports from one side to another. Um, You know, lots of USB-C, a couple of the old USBs. uh, It's got all sorts of ports. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: (laughs) Got the big ones, the little ones. Um, One of the things I would say about the price difference there was the, the, you know, they did have a $500 one previously, but the $500 oh. one was a piece of shit,
0: really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it
1: was, it was a lousy, very low end, f- like I think it had a spinning hard drive, a 1.4 yeah. gigahertz um, CPU and four gigs of RAM. Yeah. I mean, you're, the- you're getting way more now. I mean, yeah, you're paying more, but uh, you're getting way more for your money.
0: The one thing that was a little sad in the hands-on area, to me, at least as a, longtime fan of Apple's branded standalone displays over the years was that all of the minis were hooked up to like the LG 4k display. And that is, it's not ugly. Mm, mm -hmm. It's not attractive. You know, it's, it was weird. It's weird to see all these, you know, to see an Apple event and have all of the displays be these very generic LG black displays. I haven't
1: heard anything about that in quite some time.
0: Well, I think it's waiting for the Mac pro and it yeah. might be so expensive that it wouldn't make sense to use with a Mac mini <laughs> for most people. And I don't know. Right. I don't know what the story is. But they're, they're working on a pro display, uh, but obviously isn't coming out yet. Uh, so they had nothing to show. But it is, it is a little weird that they've got a, a, you know, a machine that needs a display and they don't sell a display anymore. Like that would have seemed crazy right. 15 years ago, right? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't Apple sell a display? Yeah. A little crazy. I don't have much else to say about the Mac mini though. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't, I don't have one in my life. I don't need one. I'm glad though, for the people who do, I'm very happy for all of you who are Mac mini fans. I hope, I think everybody's happy. It seems like people are happy. I yeah, guess. Yeah,
1: I'm interested. I'm, you know, I'm going to wait a while, um, and possibly pick one up as a reefer, but I want, you know, I need a new yeah. Plex, yeah. um, server in my house. And yeah. I think the base one would probably do fine.
0: Yeah. Uh I guess it kind of makes sense now, too, why they're selling the standalone uh, Space Gray keyboard and mouse. Because, you know, you, if you buy a Mac Mini, it doesn't come with any keyboard or mouse. It's like bring your own. But now, you know, it's a Space Gray device. You can buy the Space Gray uh, iMac Pro uh, keyboard and mouse, you know, to go mm-hmm. with it. It's nice. Uh, and then that leaves us with the the iPad Pro. Right. Uh,
1: the one thing I ordered.
0: You did order one.
1: I did order one. Which one yeah. did you get? I got the cheapest one I could get because, <laughs> again, talking about the price, I mean, I so I, I got the 64 gigabyte. I have a 64 gigabyte Air 2 now, and I'm not I'm still not using all the space on it. so yeah. And I have a bunch of games on there that are like, you know, larger than a gigabyte that I'd never play. And I thought, OK, I can I mean, mostly what I do is, you know, I'll either be typing in text files or I'll be streaming video. Um, so I don't actually need that much storage on it. So I thought, okay, I think I can, I can live with it. And, um, so I got that, I got the cheapest, I got the 11 inch iPad pro 64 gigabytes, and I just got the, the, the folio cover. Um, and then with taxes, you know, it's, practically $1000. <laughs> it's
0: it's a lot. Uh, yeah. And you know, and we were talking about this before. I mean, and I I, I don't want to bury it, so we might as well lead with it. I mean, the starting price for these new iPad Pros is significantly higher than the previous starting point. I think the the old 10.5 iPad Pro started at $650. I'll round up a dollar, you know, I get confused by 640, sure. now, 650. Right. Now it's 800 bucks. So that's yeah. I, that's a big increase, and then the twelve point nine inch one, I, I forget, was it nine ninety nine? I don't know, but it's.
1: I don't remember what it was now.
0: No, uh, but it's it went up quite a bit here. Oh, here it is. It went from oh, I guess you could get it for seven ninety nine. Oh, I didn't know that. So you could get a twelve point nine inch for seven ninety nine, and now it starts at nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, and they are selling older ones still, I guess, to, mm-hmm. at their lower price points. Um. I don't know what to make of this. I know people are disappointed in it and and there's people on Twitter chirping at me that, you know, that uh, you know, and I guess with the watch they did you know, it was a similar thing where the entry level series four watch is more expensive than last year's entry level series three watches. Um but I kind of feel like they're adding, you know, Apple i I don't feel like they're just increasing prices. I don't I you know just for the sake of increasing prices and that they could be selling these things at the prices from last year and still give you all of these improvements. I think that they're like improving these Mm -hmm. products in significant ways that make them more expensive. Like it's, I'll just tell you looking at the, having looked at the new iPads in person, they are, really really impressive displays and i think that these displays i think it's more expensive to do this it is they're not just cutting the corners in a round circle (laughs) there there's a lot of complicated stuff like nilai patel and the verge had a great article about the iphone 10r and the display masking and and what they're doing to make the round corners look nice and not you don't see any jagged pixel edges and stuff uh and i think it's expensive to get them to to reduce those bezels you know they're not just yeah. cutting the bezels off <laughs> like that those bezels covered important things that backlit the display yeah. um it's and it's know.
1: not it's not like with the with the mac mini where the thing hasn't been updated in 4 years this, right. the, the ipad has right. been updated continually and if you want a new you know you can i mean i forget when the, when they did that update that made the 9.7 inch 10.5 inches yeah. That was like a year and a half ago
0: yeah
1: something like that I mean but rec- you know not that long ago and it's still a good device yeah. and it's better than it was a few years ago and that yeah. thing is considerably cheaper and then yeah. they still sell a you know relatively new base iPad for yeah. like 350 or Yeah whatever.
0: so the, you know the the iPad lineup covers all sorts of price points it's just if if your mental model is I want the best iPad at, you know, in the six, you know, in the lowest storage configuration, I want the entry level best iPad, the price is now higher than it used to be. But mm-hmm. I just feel like just like with the iPhone 10, 10, and now the 10 S, it's not so much about raising the price of the new best model, it's making the new best model a higher tier, you know, a, a more yeah. premium product. Um, and I will say, having touched these things yesterday, these they feel so great in hand. They, I love the squared off sides. Yeah. I love. Yeah.
1: Well, we talked about that. Yeah. We talked about that last. We talked week, about it I'm, in the context I'm of the SE. Ex- yeah, yeah.
0: I'm super excited about this. <laughs> if you anybody who likes the SE, you know, flat sides is going to love these iPads. I think it's even better on the iPads. And there were rumors that they would be flat, and I guess that a lot of that came out of the case making industry. But there are also rumors that they would. Diamond cut the chamfers, as they called them, you know, like the SE, but they didn't. They're, they're, the sides are flat, but they're sort of rounded when it goes from, like, the back to the side. It's not mm-hmm. a 45-degree a angle or or harsh cut. And I I actually think it's better. I think it is just in terms of the way, like, the back turns to the side, turns to the display. It's the best iOS device, bar none, Apple's ever made of any phone, any iPad. It is, yeah. this is the way I, I kind of want the phones to be like this. Mm-hmm. It is really, I would, yeah,
1: I I would, I would like that more.
0: It is, it's it, and the amount where it's, where it is rounded is just so comfortable. It, it really is so super comfortable to hold in one hand. Uh, and, and the way that they made the, kept the footprint of the, the, the old 10.5, kept the footprint of the device the same and just made the screen bigger to go edge to edge mm-hmm. because, and it makes a lot of sense. It's exactly as they, that way the cover would still be a full size keyboard. If they shrank the device, then you'd have like a little mini keyboard yeah. that yeah. would not be good so that they don't, you don't want the footprint smaller because you want to have a full size keyboard. And then with the bigger one, they did shrink the device because it was big and heavy and it's... It's actually a little confusing in the hands, it was confusing to me in the hands-on area, because I'd be, you know, they'd be, you know, they're very friendly. Which one was which? Yeah, it would be, I would, yeah. I, they'd hand it to me and they'd be like, here, you can play with it, and here's the new pencil and you play with it. And I'm like, wait, which one am I holding? And they're like, oh, that's the big one. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, Cause you <laughs> never got confused with the other iPad pros. Like, yeah, you, you know, you weren't confused for even a nanosecond, whether you had the big one or the smaller one. Now it's, it is a little confusing. I mean, you, if you see them side by side, it's very clear. They're not that close inside size, but the big one is so much more single hand holdable that it's, it makes a difference. Uh, and I will say this, the Apple pencil I love. This is one of the best 2.0 Apple products I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I think the original Apple Pencil was a great product, and I think people who have it love it. Um, But every single thing they changed about it is better. So it has a matte...
1: And and they really hit the large complaints about it anyway. Yep.
0: Uh, Well, uh, let me just run them down. So it has uh, a matte finish instead of a glossy finish. And... I like that. It just feels way better. And if at least every pen I own that I like has a, you know, somewhat grippier finish than an Apple glossy Apple Mm -hmm. pencil. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's as a, it sounds like the smallest thing, but I think it just feels so much better. Uh, it has a flat side and I know the old Apple pencil was weighted so that it shouldn't roll off tables, but. Uh, I'll tell you, if you want to keep a pencil from rolling off a table, giving it a flat side is is the way to go. <laughs> uh, it no longer has a cap, you know, like the rumor came out that the iPad was going to USB-C and so a lot of people are like, well, they're going to have to switch the new pencil to USB-C. Uh, that, you know, that was a good guess. But I think getting rid of anything that you stick into the iPad is way better. Pairing and charging magnetically, you know, through inductive yeah. charging is so much nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that the flat side lets it stay stuck to the iPad is, <laughs> you know, it. a lot of people, you know, for the last couple of years have been like, well, where am I supposed to put the pencil, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's a good question. <laughs> and now there's a great place to put it and it's very natural. Um, the magnets are fantastic. I know at, at the day, I think they even mentioned that there's like 140 magnets in the iPad. The the case connects better. It the pencil connects great. You can it, it they're very strong magnets. You they've the pencil feels very secure, uh and there's no cap. So you don't need, you know, you don't need a cap so mm-hmm. you don't have a cap to lose. You don't have a little weird lightning coupler to lose. Uh it's just one piece and it's it's just really nice. I, I, yeah. I it's a great yeah. update.
1: It works I think it works exactly the way you want
0: you would want yeah. it to work uh i like it it's great that the ipads now have tap to wake and now they've you know they've added this feature where if you use the pencil to wake it it automatically jumps you to notes did you see this
1: no i did not see that
0: yeah so i think they mentioned it in the event but they didn't really say it, it it jumps you right to the system notes app uh and you it's a setting you can have it set to open your most recent note or always go to a new note. So if you use the pencil to wake the screen, you can instantly go to, you know, whichever you prefer, most recent note or uh, always a new note. And it's a lot like um when you take a photo without having unlocked the phone, all you get is access to that photo. Okay. So like if you do tap to wake the iPad, the only note you can see is that one note. You can't just, you know, all without authenticating with Face ID, you can't go look at your other notes. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, Face ID works great in in the hands-on area. You know, the the Apple employees had it trained to their faces. So I I didn't get to try it with my face. But, you know, I I have physical – I observed with my own eyes it working upside down, (laughs) left, left, right, all four orientations. Uh, That seems like a huge thing. There's a very cool animation that you get if your um, thumb is holding the – the yeah. uh, covering the, the, the sensor array, mm-hmm. it will say, um, your hand is, I forget what it says. Like move your hand <laughs> dummy. move your hand dummy. <laughs> and then it has an arrow pointing to which, you know, where it's being covered because you don't have to know, you're not really supposed to know where that yeah, camera is. You can is. use
1: it in any orientation.
0: Right. And so if it's on yeah. the, if your thumb is covering it on the right, it'll be an arrow pointing over there. And if it's covering on the left, the arrow will be over there. Uh,
1: and and I, and because i don't have a 10 or a 10 uh, anything uh, higher than that um that's new right you can't use the the 10 no
0: no yeah,
1: like that cuz the 10 still has a still has an up and a down
0: yeah and it's uh which is
1: hard to tell sometimes
0: yeah and they even said that this the the fact that it works in multiple orientations is done in software uh and that the reason it doesn't do it in software on the iphone is that people don't hold the iphone upside down so <laughs> I mean, good enough. I have to say, I don't. I don't. You know, I, 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 I guess it would be nicer if it woke up in landscape. You know, like, it, but I can't say that that's an annoyance. But with the iPad, it definitely. You know, it seems like something they had to get right, and they did.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, trying to think what else about the iPad. Do you have any questions about the iPad?
1: Um... I don't think so. I'm just, I'm very excited about it. Uh, so, the, like, and my, my Air 2 is basically fine for what I'm using it for yeah. uh, because I'm really not taxing it very much. But I saw this and was just like, well, it's been four years. I'm going to get it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, the pencil has engraving now. You can get, if you order it online, you can yeah. get your pencil engraved with your name. And I, I wonder how much of that is just, it has a flat side. So, why not? And yeah. how much of it is, like, people well, were like... You have
1: twenty Yeah, you're working in an office yeah. and there
0: are 20 pencils. And like, is that my pencil? No, no. <laughs> Let me see what it says. It's like, <laughs> you cannot see it. Um, oh, the pencil. And the pencil has that double-tap feature. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it changes yeah with, uh, tools, right? Well, it, by default, it changes tools. Like, it'll change from the pencil to the eraser tool. And then in a system-wide setting that you can uh, have it do something else. Like you can have it bring up the color picker and then individual apps can have it do other things. Like I forget what Photoshop had it doing, but they had it doing something more Photoshop specific. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it's pretty cool. Uh, That
1: demo, that AR demo that they did with it was actually, I think one of the, I, I mean, I don't have an application for that obviously, but I think that one looked really cool. And um, is was way better than those game demos that they always do.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw in the hands-on area. I saw a Lego demo again, and it's cool looking. And and, and the the new the latest chips definitely get the stuff on the tabletop better. You know, it doesn't mm-hmm. quite seem like it's almost on the table. It really does look like mm-hmm. little Lego minifigs running around the table. Uh, but I, I just don't I, – I I don't see the appeal. I see the appeal of a video game yeah. and I see the appeal of building Lego kits and I don't see the appeal of holding a thing in front of a Lego kit and playing a video game. I, I, no, don't, I, I s- don't see don't.
1: it. Well, I mean, and like I said, I don't have an – I mean, I'm not going to do a <laughs> multi-layer Photoshop that I want to yeah. suddenly start animating. but um But some people are probably going <laughs> to need yeah. to do
0: that. So the other big question I know that everybody has, and I don't know what the answer is, and Apple isn't going to say, is the big thing everybody – well, let me – you know what? Before we wrap up, I know we gotta, we got to go soon. This is a, a sort of a hit quickie show, but i gotta, I got to do one more sponsor. Thank you. And then I'll, I'll, I'm going to mention USB-C. Is it coming to yeah to certain other product <laughs> that people are wondering <laughs> about? Um, but before I do, let me tell you about our, our third sponsor, and it is a fantastic company, Linode. Linode is a web hosting company. Uh, and you can get, you can deploy and manage an SSD server in their cloud, meaning the storage is not like a spinning hard disk. You're getting SSD performance, and you can get one running in seconds. You can sign up in seconds and get your choice of Linux distribution, your resources, uh, and your node location. They have 10 data centers worldwide. Their plans start. You can get a gigabyte of RAM for just 5 bucks a month. Five bucks a month, and this is a fantastic company. It's a great price, but this isn't like a discount web host. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll just tell you right now, this has nothing to do with the sponsorship. It is a complete coincidence, but I am I am actually moving Daring Fireball to a new server, and it is going to be Linode, and I started the process of that. Um, it's not taking me a long time to do it. It's taking me a long time to... <laughs> it's, it's procrastination, <laughs> not any kind of technical hurdle. The, uh, I know Marco Arment hosts a lot of stuff at Linode. It is a great, it is where people go who know what the hell they're, you know, choosing from. It is a fantastic company. I'm about to trust them with my, my livelihood. Um, and, but it's a great price to start. It is absolutely, um, a great great place to start. Five bucks a month gets you an entire gigabyte of RAM. It's a great server. They're going to offer you, I'm spoiling this right now. They're going to offer you as a listener of this show a $20 credit, uh, And that means you could get four months free. You could just use this for four months with the $20 credit I'm about to tell you about and have a real online, uh, web hosting account. They have a seven day money back guarantee. Uh, you can really, you can go there, sign up and get a server running in under a minute. Um, they have hourly billing with a monthly cap on all plans. You never get a surprise. Uh, oh, my God, your bill is high because traffic was up. You'll find out about everything like that as you go. Uh, 24-7, friendly support. And th- this stuff, the VMs, the virtual machines you run, give you full control, all the control you could possibly want, running Docker containers, uh, encrypted disks, VPNs, anything you want for security, native SSD storage. I told you that. 40 gigabit network, Intel E5 processors. Uh, it just goes on and on and on with all these things that I, I don't even know exactly what they even mean. But if, if you're an expert in server hosting, you, you know what it means. It's a great thing. Uh, they have block storage available in their data centers in Newark, Fremont, Dallas, Atlanta, Frankfurt, London, Singapore, and soon, not yet, but soon, Tokyo. Tokyo. Uh so you know, when they say worldwide, that that that's pretty worldwide. Um, and they're now taking comments on their beta manager. That's at cloud.linode.com. It's open source, it's a single page app built using uh a cutting edge React JS stack. And like I said, it's open source. So not only are they taking feedback on the interface and what it does, but you can actually get the code and see how it works. And it's backed entirely by Linode's public beta API. Uh, They have a URL for that at github.com slash Linode manager slash manager. Anyway, this is great. They have so much stuff. It's a great service. I really recommend it. And they're hiring. Go to Linode.com slash careers and find out if maybe you want to go work for them. It's a great company and they're really doing well. So here's the deal. Go to Linode.com, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash the talk show. Use that promo code, uh, this promo code. Go to that URL. They'll know you came here. The promo code is talk show 2018 talk show 2018. And that's what gets you the $20 credit, which you can literally use for up to four months of service, which is a crazy, crazy deal. Lino.com slash the talk show promo code talk show 2018. Um, So lightning port. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people see this as the death knell that, well, isn't this a sign that next year they're just going to go USB-C on all the devices. And if the iPhone had USB-C, then you'd only need USB-C chargers, right? You could have a new recent vintage MacBook or MacBook Pro or MacBook Air. You could have a recent vintage iPad Pro, or you could have like the next year's iPhone and then they'd all charge with USB-C Uh and that certainly there is that is appealing, I have to say. Um, yeah.
1: Why would yeah? I mean, why wouldn't you? Uh, that, well, that was that was one of the funny things it was one of the features that they announced for the iPad, the new iPad Pro, was that you could charge your phone, charge your iPhone from it. Um, which everybody really laughed because nobody has that cable. <laughs> right. <laughs> nobody. Has, very few people have. Unless you went out and bought it yourself, you right. don't have a USB C to Lightning cable.
0: Yeah. It's, it. But on the other hand, so I see it, and you know, and I don't know, I, would I be like shocked if next year's iPhone had a USB-C port? I, I guess I wouldn't be because, you know, and then you would think, well, I guess it kind of makes sense because now everything that uses a charging cable charges via USB-C. And the port is bigger than a Lightning port. It's a little thicker. It is definitely wider. But, you know, it's not thicker or wider enough that it would, you know it doesn't seem impossible you know right like i have the pixel 3 here and the pixel 3 uses USB-C. and you stare at the bottom of the pixel and you stare at the bottom of an iphone recent iphone and it doesn't look like the pixel has a bigger port it is bigger but it you know doesn't look bigger but on the other hand (laughs) i think apple likes having a proprietary charger on the iphone (laughs) uh you know,
1: but and, why but why specifically? I mean I understand there's there are different there are some other pro reasons why they want to put USB C on the iPad.
0: Yeah, uh, and if you listen to what they said about it, it's like driving a five K display. It is hooking it up to peripherals that I don't think would make sense or as much sense hooking right. them up to an iPhone. Uh do you, do you think
1: they'll get to the point where they will let, like let you plug in a hard drive <laughs> and access the file system somehow? On an iPad? Yeah.
0: Uh, you can kind of do that now. I, I, well, so, you can do
1: it with certain – but you have to have like a th- – don't you have a, a third-party app or something?
0: Yeah, and then the third-party yeah. app has to like do the integration with the files app. Right. You know, and it's right. – it, it, it all seems a bit crazy from a Mac user's perspective. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, you know, like it used to be before the Macintosh that it was – technically tricky to mount another storage device on a computer you 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 as a user would have to do something to mount the disk and it was quite a revelation with the macintosh where it would i mean it was it would even suck the floppy disk in (laughs) if you know (laughs) you would start to put the floppy in and it would helpfully like i see you're putting a floppy disk into me here i'll take it and i will pull it in and then you didn't have to pull it out. You you would eject it by dragging it to the trash, and, and, and it would pop the floppy disk right out. It, but the fact that when you popped one in, the disk just showed up on your desktop, and there it was. And it looked like a floppy disk. It, the icon of the thing that appeared on the desktop was a floppy disk. There it is. Yeah. It's in your computer, mounted. It, we take that for granted. That was you know a revelation. uh And it made sense to everybody who used the Macintosh, whether they knew what mounting a disc meant in any technical sense or not. It seems weird that you have to get like a special app and, you know, it only works with certain brand drives. And then it doesn't really just appear on your iPad. It's like now you go through the app and then it's in the files app and... It it all seems a bit convoluted, like, and I get it. I'm not saying that Apple should, I'm not saying that that's a mistake because on the other hand, the fact that you don't have to worry about storage on on an iOS device, you know, you never have to worry that you've taken out the SD card where all of the data from your notes app is stored and now your notes app doesn't have that data because mm-hmm. the disc, the card isn't there or the disc isn't there. But when you do want files from a disk, it is <laughs> it it really does seem like well, shouldn't I just get a Macintosh, right? So I don't know I, I I kind of feel like external storage should show up in the Files app, and and there is a security argument about that too, right? There's you know that that you can get like a you know there's there's USB thumb drives you know that that. That can be, you know, there's security exploits mm-hmm. that you, you know, you get like a bad, bad USB thumb drive and stick it in your computer and yeah. you can, you can. Well,
1: that was that whole, yeah, the whole thing with the North Korea thing was they were handing out those. Right. <laughs> those fans. They were handing out USB fans to reporters. Yeah. And everybody, like, all the people on Twitter were like, do not use these.
0: Right. Was it. keep keep cool and plug please plug this in your computer right right (laughs) into your laptop Uh, so there is a security angle there but i almost feel like look that's you know that's your problem apple you know why don't Mm -hmm. you you know look at the code path from the usb subsystem and the sandboxing and make sure that there is no you know that you know that, that this this can be this can be done securely that you should be able to uh, feel confident plugging a a North Korean USB fan into your iPad and not be worried that it's going to you know take over your iPad. It kind of, it, I don't know. It just seems to. I think you're right that it, you should be able to plug in external storage on these yeah. devices and have them show up in the Files app. Yeah.
1: Well, it's just you know if they want to take if they want to make the iPad a real pro machine, then that's got to come at some point,
0: right? Because there's, you know, and, and yeah, sure. What's, what are people doing? You know, you can plug the camera right in and take all the images or the video footage right off the camera over USB-C and, and, and a couple of people, and and these aren't even Apple employees. Apple had like, um, uh, some folks from Adobe, I told you, you know, were there, there were, you know, a bunch of uh, non-Apple people who'd been invited there And, and, and everybody reiterated, involving like video and photography that just unprompted. They're like, and seriously, this is so much faster at importing, you know, files, photos, and videos. You know, it really is faster, like noticeably faster workflow. That's great. Um, But sometimes it is, it's not a camera. It is just a disc or, or you're working with somebody, you know, like me and you are out there, you know, shooting video and you've got the video on your iPad and you, I want to get that file from you uh, and it's huge. You know, your yeah. drop isn't the way to do it, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I really does seem like you should be and we have a hard drive, you know, we have an external SSD, you should be able to like drag it to that SSD, and then I should be able to plug it in like sneaker net is often still the fastest way to move a really big file. Yeah. Uh, and it does kind of stick out. Whereas if we were using two MacBooks of any kind, that's exactly what we would do, and it would work. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I, I don't know where they're going with that. I did hear, I know another question I got asked is, and I, I did not get to try this. I was already out of the hands-on area, so I, I, can't, I can't verify this, but I asked Apple and they said yes, is in the previous generation of iPad Pros, um, you could run two full-screen apps side-by-side on the bigger one, the 12.9-inch, but the the 10.5-inch one, you could run two apps side-by-side, but not like 50-50 where they're both quote-unquote full-screen. You can do that now on the 11-inch ipad pro hmm. which i think is a cooler way to multitask if you're doing that you know so you don't have to have yeah. one of them in the, uh, the what what they call it compact view where it's effectively right. like the width of a phone even though it goes yeah. like a really tall skinny phone
1: <laughs> is that because you think that's because of the performance or because of um screen size difference i don't know well it's a different aspect ratio right
0: yeah it's slightly wider if you're if you're looking at it in landscape you know where it's it's the long way you know like laptop mode uh it is slightly wider it's got I, i just watched a developer video where they even said how many pixels it is it's like i don't know like 140 some pixels extra which is like half an inch uh i don't know it's not yeah. real noticeable. I didn't notice it looking at the devices. I only noticed it when I was told afterward that it's a slightly different aspect ratio. I don't know if that's the difference. It doesn't seem like aspect ratio would be the explanation though, because the 12 point nine inch one was always the old four to three aspect ratio and had it. I, I think it's some kind of performance thing. I think that the you know, yeah, there was some kind of thing that was faster on the graphically faster on the mm-hmm. bigger iPad pro, and now they both can do it without breaking a sweat. right. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think. What else? It seems like it covers it. Uh, it is. It's interesting. That there's a thing that came out. I don't, I don't know the details on this, but it's, Stephen Trouton Smith seems to think that the one terabyte iPad Pros and only the one terabyte iPad yeah. Pros have, have more RAM. That they have six gigabytes of RAM instead of four gigabytes of RAM, which is a little interesting. Oh,
1: okay, so it's, six, so it's six compared to four, not eight. Okay.
0: I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah. but they have slightly more ram but that's kind of interesting and i don't quite get the use case for it and i'm with you i my ipads i don't need a lot of storage on my ipads yeah okay so the idea of a one terabyte <laughs> ipad it seems crazy to me but i get it that people are using it in oh a professional, yeah completely
1: yeah particularly a, now a, that you're gonna have you're gonna have photoshop I mean, yeah
0: yeah you that you these photoshop I mean, files can definitely be, gonna be a lot
1: of people who are gonna need yeah.
0: that and so i guess if you're really serious about it you need the more ram you know i don't know it's, it's, it is it's the crazy thing that the crazy thing about these iPads as computers is that they just sort of break your mental model of what a personal computer <laughs> is, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so like the, the MacBook Air, brand new MacBook Air, it's going to be super popular. It is obviously going to be Apple's pop, most popular Mac. And it's a computer exactly like we've always thought of them. And, you know, you can get 8 gigs of RAM by default or you can go to 16 gigs of RAM. And, you know, that's a nice upgrade for the the you know, non-pro laptop. Um, The Mac mini can go up to 64 gigs of RAM, which is a serious, serious amount of RAM. That's, that's, you know, I guess thousands of dollars. It's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of RAM for a a previously non-pro device, you know. Right, right. Uh, the iPads, you know, t- t- traditionally, t- you know, Apple doesn't talk about RAM in iPads, which is, A, is a little weird <laughs> for a computer. Right? That's weird. Right. Like, you wouldn't buy a Mac that, it, you would never buy a Mac if Apple didn't tell you how much RAM was in it. It would just, that would just be very strange. But they've yeah. never talked about the RAM in iOS devices. Even though you can just get an app from the App Store and install it, and it'll tell you how much RAM is in the device. The apps know. Apple won't talk about it. But it's so funny to think about the iPad Pro and how many ways it's more performant than the MacBook Air or even MacBook Pros. And Mm -hmm. yet it has less RAM, way less RAM, which is really (laughs) weird. It's it's a very strange thing. It's it's almost like an alternate universe version of what a personal computer is, that how can this thing be faster if it has so much less RAM? And it makes things like Photoshop very, very tricky. I believe. I think that the I think the hardest part of Photoshop on iPad. I think I mentioned this last week is is the memory management. You know that the graphics is mm-hmm. easy because it's better. It's a better GPU. CPU isn't constraining it anymore. The the display is wonderful. Uh, it's the RAM. You know, and in the demo on the onstage demo they showed yesterday, it, they said it was a three three gigabyte PSD file. God. <laughs> they actually told me afterwards that it actually wasn't a psd file it was actually a psb file i don't even know this i'm out of the loop on photoshop it's a psb file and that stands for photoshop big <laughs> i'm not making this up i'm not making this up but it's i've it, never heard that but it really if it's a three gigabyte file and they open PSD it up is plenty for me I thought that was a great demo. I don't know if you, if you noticed this, but I thought it was a really cool demo where it looked like they're editing this little section of a bunch of flowers. Yes. yes. And then, and you think that's the whole demo and right. it's like, they go through this and thing she, and they,
1: she keeps going out. Yeah, She out, keeps zooming and out. out and out and, and then, out. And then it's 3d and then, Oh, we're animating it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. It yeah. was, uh, you know, what's that movie? The Christopher Nolan, the prestige. You know, oh, that yeah. It, yeah. it's like when you're doing a magic trick. It's not enough to do the trick. There has to be the prestige at the end. That's like the right. the, the, <laughs> the the kicker. The the Photoshop demo on the iPad had that prestige, where it's like, oh, and by the way, it's the, it, we were only looking at a little tiny corner of it. It's this yeah. big, yeah. yeah. And like you said, and we're using these layers to do it in 3D and render it in uh, augmented reality. <laughs> and the butterflies <laughs> animate. Now, now we're gonna have some butterflies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was really cool, but it really showed – look, all of us when they zoomed out, it's like, oh, yeah, that looks like it could be a three-gigabyte file. <laughs>
1: right now I understand.
0: But it, it's – you think like, well, three gigabytes, if it has four gigabytes of RAM, you know, you could see how maybe they load the whole document in RAM. But it's like, you know, they have to keep the undo stack, and, right. you know, the, it, it's more complicated oh, than that. Oh, yeah, there's I a think whole bunch that, of other stuff right, <laughs> in I think, the application. <laughs> right, it's <laughs> – Yeah. And, you know, you might (laughs) control.
1: We we loaded the entire file. Oh, we don't have any room for the app.
0: Well, which feels like something out of the old days on the Mac. <laughs> I
1: think maybe they're maybe they're using RAM doubler,
0: right? Yeah, maybe they brought RAM doubler to the iPad. I think there's definitely some it, it truly advanced computer science going on, just in terms of memory management, to, to make that work the way it does. Yeah. And yeah. it is absolutely not surprising in the least that Adobe is is the company doing it. You know that they've got this history of. of you know, memory management and stuff like that. It's it's truly yeah. truly impressive.
1: It's nice that Flash think is behind us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Isn't it great to have it Adobe? Really is.
0: Isn't it great to have Adobe on the on the right side yeah. of of computing? Yeah. Right, <laughs> and and to be really <laughs> excited about Adobe's new products. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't think of anything else. That's a good wrap up. Uh, okay, I thought it was a fun event. Uh, you know, yeah. I, uh, I, I, what else? I it guess we good could watch
1: watching. I mean, the only the only one weird thing was like they they talked about how how you know the, how great they think it is that people do all this creative stuff with the Mac. And now we're going to show you a video <laughs> about that. And it was just like black and white pictures of mm-hmm. people sitting in front of their macs it's a slideshow <laughs> yeah. it's like what it's, like they didn't show anybody actually doing anything
0: no that was that was odd it was a little odd the other yeah. thing that i thought was weird about that slideshow of images was how many of them had a glowing apple logo on the mm-hmm. whichever yeah. laptop. Those they were going away that is something that came up yesterday among a couple of people there a lot of people who are like you know i miss the glowing apple logo uh you know, I, I think everybody yeah. does. I think Apple mm-hmm. does, you know, but they've, yeah. they've made the displays so thin. I don't, I don't think they can do it anymore.
1: Yeah. I threw, I had a, I had an old power book, um, that had, I had like scrapped for parts and it was just sitting there. That's like the, the aluminum one, the, like the, one of the last ones. And, uh, I just was cleaning my office out the other day and I decided to get, finally get rid of it. And, um, I, before I did though, I pried the, I pried the lid off and I kept the lid. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking maybe I'll put
0: some LEDs behind this. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh well, I guess the other the only other thing to mention are things that didn't get updated. No no news about IMAX. period or yeah, iMac Pro. AirPods.
1: I was hoping for AirPods. Yeah,
0: no AirPods and no no mention of AirPower. <laughs> yeah. Which is <laughs> doesn't exist. Is got to be the <laughs> I I I don't know what to make of it. Uh, nobody, uh, I couldn't even bring myself to ask about it. I tried a month ago and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I couldn't bring myself again. Uh, Cause I'm sure the answer didn't change, you know, but I, I, not coming yesterday to me means it is not coming in 2018. I mean, maybe they're so embarrassed about the air power thing that they will just put it on sale, you know, some day in November and it just appear (laughs) on the store and they're just don't even want to talk about it. I don't know. They probably should. I don't know. I don't know. You know, they won't say. And and if there's anybody who, you know, at Apple, who knows they're, they're keeping their mouth shut as far as I can see. So who knows? It might ship in, you know, in November and times for the holidays, but uh, I, I have to think that it. It isn't. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. it's ever going to ship. To be honest, right, right. It seems like there is a chance that it won't. Yeah, and you know they're obviously all in on inductive charging, and and they're t- saying that like the um, the inductive charging with the pencil and the side of the iPad is the small. They they can't say for certain, but they they believe it's the smallest inductive charger ever made by any consumer electronics company. Mm. Um, wow. You know, so they are they are doing world leading work in inductive charging. <laughs> and presumably if this air power ever ships you i i you know they obviously didn't mention it as a feature of apple pencil but i can only guess that it would charge charge, charge on, on the yeah. pad too uh <laughs>
1: yeah they obviously
0: didn't bring that up
1: <laughs> and it'll charge on the air power when we finally
0: ship it yeah uh i think the story with imax is nicer you know air power is a disaster i think the story with imax is the imac 5ks are great the imac pros are great. And they're it just like how I said, like, they're really only interested in meaningful updates, they don't want mm-hmm. a little 3%, you know, well, we can swap the CPU out, and you'll get 4% better performance. It's just that they don't see that as worthwhile. I, yeah, I, you know, they'll update these things when there's something they can do that makes them much better. You know? Yeah, who knows what that is? I, I would hope it's face ID. But you know, right. I, I, presumably that's coming eventually. It would be nice if it came next year. Yeah. But I feel like if it's not a serious, serious update, they're not they're not doing it. Yeah, Uh, that's about it. Okay. Well, John, thanks for coming back on the show after such a lengthy absence. I know,
1: I know. I'd say I miss talking to you. So
0: (laughs) once a (laughs) year, happy to do it. Once a year, once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Turning this car around. That's your the the the, your your fatherhood podcast with. With people. And
1: I'm, I'm going to mention the, the rebound with uh, Dan and Lex, and then um, I'm going to mention it again because Guy loves it when I mention it. Is the Speedy Arrowcast?
0: The Speedy Arrowcast is yeah. about comic, Guy and Dan. Guy and Dan, and it's, it's they talk about comic TV books that have Arrow. come to life. Yeah, that's right. Right. Another comic. Hey, shows. is this Daredevil show good? I've heard Daredevil is good.
1: Yeah. I think this third season is is quite good. Yeah. Um that just came out. Yeah. I like the first season. The second season I thought started out really good and then Peter off. But um I think the third season has returned to form. So yeah. that's yeah. that show. Some of the other shows are not necessarily so great. Yeah. Um, somebody else. Somebody really
0: else told me after last week's show that the uh, hey, don't don't hesitate that the new Star Trek Discovery is great. You know, you did. You know, if you like Star Trek at all, you're going to love this. Uh, so okay. I've got it. I don't know when I'm going to start. Maybe it'll, it'll be like a Christmas thing, and I'll watch it with the boy. Uh, yeah. But I, I've got it on my list. I'm going to watch cool. the Star Trek.
1: All right. Well then, I'll talk to you about it then. Yeah. A year from now. <laughs> <laughs>